0: welcome to the hannibal
1: files a strange harbors podcast oh wait we're not talking about hannibal this week
2: so, I guess, I guess it's just a strange harbors podcast, then a strange <laughs>
1: harbors podcast. So, we just finished the first season of Hannibal, um, for our Hannibal files podcast, and we thought it would be a nice time to take a little break just for a week and go back to our roots, talk a little bit about the TV shows and the movies that we've been watching that are not Hannibal, at least two of us, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so. My name is Jeff Zhang.
3: I'm Amir Toure. And this is Derek Wong.
1: We're all still sheltered in place, quarantined, trying to pass the time. So what have you guys been watching? What's been going on with you guys? I'll start with the, my duds.
3: How, how about that? Oh, your duds. Okay. Two things that I watched I didn't really enjoy, and I don't think anyone probably should really use their time to watch. And One was on Disney+, Plus, which is Artemis Fowl that was a heap of garbage that i totally understand why it skipped theaters and i don't know why i wasted my time watching it and then the other was 7500 the new joseph gordon levitt amazon prime uh, yeah plain terrorist hijacking yeah Ah. that one also i just uh just kind of came and went for me i usually do like these kind of movies that you know all take place in one setting right basically takes place all in, this, in the cockpit of this airliner. And there are parts of it that are thrilling and exciting, but it just seems very formulaic and honestly, uh, nothing to cry home about for any reason or another. I think uh, 7500 is probably better than Artemis Fowl, though.
2: Yes, I'll give you
3: that one. I'll give you that
2: one. <laughs> so, so what made you watch Artemis Fowl? Were you like a fan as a kid or something? Or?
3: No, I was just so fascinated by this movie that, was in production hell that took forever to get the theaters, but then eventually just went on Disney plus mm. because of the whole quarantine situation. And I was kind of interested to see what it amounted to. And it, it was just not good.
1: Are either of you
3: familiar with the property or? No, not I'm not. No,
1: I'm I not think,
2: really. it, I mean, I vaguely remember it being like a set of kids book that came out like after we were too old for them. Hmm. Yeah, I've never read it. I feel them. like, but... It came out that recently? The books? I you No, know, not that recently. It's, like, probably a good 15 or years ago. But, like, we weren't children when it yeah, came out, Yeah, we weren't right? children, like, okay. You are probably teenagers when it came out or something. Uh, so I don't know too, too much about them. I think it's, like, the kind of thing, like, my little sister would have, like, read or something. Right? I don't know.
1: I think there's actually quite a big following for the books. Oh, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: And I think the the draw of the books is that... Artemis Fowl is like, he's like a supervillain. He's evil, I guess. I don't know. I don't know anything about the property. Um, But I hear that like the the movie just, other than being a bad movie, it like sanitizes it. So he's more of like an anti-hero type rather than like a out and out supervillain
3: kid, I guess. I would think the movie doesn't do any of that. Like it doesn't make him seem like a villain at all. Even if you're you're saying like he's an anti-villain where he like bends the rules, like it doesn't even seem yeah. like that comes that, off. Oh, at all. really? Interesting. No.
2: So the books came out in two thousand and one, or the first book, right? Yeah, the first book. So, so yeah, we were like early high school. So, yeah, I don't know. I just I just I just never picked them up. I don't know. Yeah. But I
1: mean, there's a lot of talent in this movie. Uh, I mean, Kenneth Branagh directed it. He directed the Thor movie. I mean. I don't know who else is Colin Farrell's in this Judy Dench. Jesus.
3: Oh, just uh. the, the accents in this movie, Judy Gents' accent. And then Josh Gad's accent is
2: sh- trying to do Irish accents. Is that it?
3: <laughs> Josh Gad sounds like he has like a a frog stuck in his throat throughout the whole movie. He just does this like really gargly, like raspy voice. And Judy Gent, I think does, Decides to do the same with a very heavy kind of Irish accent, also, and it, it's it's uh, distracting. It's very distracting. I did see the clip of uh, Josh
1: Gad farting out of his mouth or something. Well what is that? Is that is that what happens in the movie?
3: I don't yes. even know. I'm... Yes, uh, yeah, I'm not going to explain it. <laughs> I don't want to spend too much time on this because it's it's yeah. Like yeah, I said, yeah. does I mean was there anything you guys you watched, Jeff or, or Amir? That I watched 7500 too. It was okay. Uh, Completely forgettable.
1: I mean, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's fine in it. It's just like a run-of-the-mill, plane hijacking movie, and it's a little regressive. You got like Middle Eastern terrorists and things like that. It's it's a little last decade and not too. It's nothing special. I watched it and I just totally forgot about it.
3: It was fine. Yeah, I had to like look back and like my you know list of things I've watched, and I I forgot that I had watched it. And I was like, oh yeah, I should put (laughs) that on the list of things I've watched that I just want to tell people, you know, maybe not to watch. (laughs) Um, what about you jeff do you have any not to watches any duds i don't know if i had any straight out duds
1: um one movie that i did not like as much as other people liked was the old guard Mm. um the netflix immortal warriors based on the comic book movie with charlize theron it's greg rucka right yeah uh based on the greg rucka book
3: oh nice i do like rucka and he wrote the screenplay yeah he wrote the screenplay
1: Hmm. um I thought the action was good. Um, I liked the chemistry between the leads. And I thought that the quiet beats of the movie were pretty good. I, I liked the character work on it, but I don't know. It was just, it, It fell a little flat to me. Like the villain was really lame. I did not like the villain in the movie. It was really just like it's like a Martin Shkreli type pharma bro, and it's like
3: yeah, it's definitely the weakest part of the movie. It's a little too real, or
1: no, it's just stock villain mustache twirling kind of guy who wants to exploit their like immortality and stuff, and. I actually thought like the most fascinating stuff was like the flashbacks where like they showed like them fighting during like the crusades and stuff. It was like really brief and I really wanted to see more of that, uh, all of their past and stuff, but they never really got into that. And and a lot of it seemed like they were building this movie up as like uh, the launch pad for like a franchise. Yeah. Um, I think they were like yeah. saving a lot of stuff for later movies, um, which is kind of a shame because I, I like everyone in this movie. I like she would tell a G4 he's in it too. Um, doesn't really get much to do, but I, I did like uh, Charlize Theron and Kiki Lane in this. They were, they were pretty good. Um, yeah. I mean, that's the one Netflix movie that I wasn't
3: really, a lot of people loved it. I just was like, it's okay. It was fine. Um, the funny thing is I watched this too, and I have the exact same feelings as you, Jeff, but I actually enjoyed it. Like,
2: like oh, I enjoyed I, I, it too. Well, the I, thing
3: is, I'm on the side that actually like likes it to the point where I would like, recommended to people would i would it's in the good category not like great not amazing okay that's fair that's fair it's funny because i i have the exact same thoughts as you and the exact same mentality of like the villain is is pretty shitty Mm -hmm. but i do commend the chemistry between the actors i like that there is this very openly gay superhero couple right that's kind of like Mm -hmm. the first we've seen in like superhero movies and i do think the action is very different than what we've seen in, like, other team-based movies. I thought it was very fluid, and it really does feel like this team has been working together for, like, centuries, which I really enjoyed that about the action.
1: What I thought was really interesting was, like, they really kind of fleshed out the the gay relationship in this movie, and mm-hmm. I would have liked to see more of that, you know, because yeah. they are saying, like, they met as enemies on the battlefield or whatever, and and then they found out that they couldn't kill each other, and then they fell in love. That's kind of cool, mm-hmm. right? mm um. No. They, they never showed any of that, so I was like, "Oh, I kind of want to see more of that instead of this stupid pharmaceuticals, yeah, uh, billionaire villain, right?" It's yeah, kind of stupid. But I, I had a good time. I, I enjoyed it, just mm. not as much as um, other people. Other people. Fair. Uh, That's fair. What else? What else have I watched? Um, I watched. Uh, this isn't a new movie, but I watched. Uh, The Night Comes for Us. I don't know if you guys seen this. You guys should definitely watch this this is just fucking insane. Um so it's an Indonesian martial arts movie. I know Amir you're already on board you, when I mentioned it. Chop
2: at the bit to watch this. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um so it's kind of a Raid Raid 2 reunion. Um Iko Uwais is in it. Uh Joe Taslim is in it and Julia Stell, who played Hammer Girl in the Raid 2 is in it. So the director, his name is uh, Timo Tijanto, and he's primarily known for horror. But, like, this is this is like the Raid or, like, the Raid 2 on crack and PCP at the same time. <laughs> um, it's like the Raid, but with so much more gore that, like, it's just completely nutty. The story is just whatever, but, like, come on, you don't really watch these movies for the story anyway. I mean, the, the martial arts is great. It's, like, it's really brutal. I think... You guys will like
0: it. I, I've uh,
3: actually seen this movie. Oh, you have. Yeah. Okay. The funny thing is I, I think it's too gory. You think it's too gory? The needle just jumps over that spectrum of a little too excessive for me. Oh, I love that. Shit. <laughs> I think the raid and the raid two are also very gory, but it's like the perfect level. And this thing just tips it over a little bit too much. And I, I found myself like parts just like, I, I can't watch this or like, Oh, really? It, it's okay. too much. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's very gory yeah it's uh it's very excessive I would, yeah it, it's almost that. like they were trying to be more excessive than the raid. it's like it i think it comes so. up, yeah it comes off to me like it let's like try that, and was, the that was their goal yeah like that was their goal was to like let's let's be more gruesome than the raid and, and get that visceral reaction and i kind of see that and and i don't quite agree with you know what they were trying to do the philosophy yeah
1: I I thought it worked. I mean, I I bought it wholesale. So, um, I'm like a gore hound though. I fucking love gore. So, anything with bones popping out, guts being pulled out, you know, knives through
3: face. I have to remind myself, is this the movie because I I watched this a while ago. Is this the movie with the the exacto blade, the 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 box yes. cutter? Yes, yes. So the okay, box cutter, yeah. yes.
2: No, that's that was a little too much for me. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you, Amir, you should definitely check it out if you if you I'm like the range. Check this out, yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. I love those two movies. Yeah. So those are once you watch it, you tell us whose side of you're on. The last decade, yeah, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to make a judgment call on this one, kind of okay. an official podcast take. Yeah,
3: yeah. I mean, that's why we have an uneven amount. It just it makes it easier when we... <laughs> Exactly.
2: we exactly got to have a tiebreaker, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah. What about you, Amir? What have you been watching?
2: Um, all right. So, as you guys have been alluding to, um, I've mostly been watching Hannibal. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I mean, the end of the first season is just so good. uh, So, like, compelling and addictive. You're like, I have to know what happens next. Uh, the cliffhanger is just amazing. So, I had to go start watching season two. And then season two is just so unbelievably good. Yeah. That I just burned through. I mean, season two is some of the best TV I've ever watched. It's unbelievable.
1: It's so good. Um, mm-hmm. it's so good. You know,
2: especially Dude, you, were, you were supposed to be our fresh
1: eyes on that podcast. Yeah, no, <laughs> okay, I, I couldn't. I bad. couldn't take it. Man, no, I could not take it. <laughs> um, it's just
2: too good, man. It got its hooks in in a way that a TV show hasn't in a long time, actually. Yeah, yeah. So this was the. So I definitely. Will, um, I, I'm not I de- completely yeah. done, but
1: I know. I know how hard it is for you to stay focused on a tv show i feel like you you drift off a lot and you lose interest and it's it's good to see that something has uh captivated you as much as hannibal has and yeah no hannibal's really
2: got his claws in uh, so yeah yeah it's uh it's been a wild ride really really good tv so yeah i'm, I'm really glad uh i'm really glad uh, we're doing the podcast uh, because yeah you know, to talk kind more of, about it yeah to talk more about it and if fully it also, honestly it also forced me to watch it like Yeah. I've been hearing how good it was for years and this actually made me sit down and really watch it and devote the time to it and I'm so glad I did. It's so rewarding to to and
1: and season two, there's just so much to talk about, and I think more so than season one, right? I can't wait to absolutely yeah, Yeah, I I can't wait to get into this season. Yeah,
2: it's it's unreal. So yeah, I was watching that and then The other thing I watched, um, I watched a little anime. I don't know if you guys – have you guys seen uh, Evangelion? Oh, yeah. Uh, A
3: long time ago.
2: (laughs) I've tried
1: so many times to get into it. It's just –
2: Really? Into Evangelion? Yeah. I don't know. Really? You bounced off? Interesting. I was immediately drawn with Evangelion. I love the the weird alien design of the angels, this kind of Lovecraftian, non-Euclidean kind of horrifying geometry they have, like this Uh outside of reality thing. Uh, I love the design. It's sort of – I don't know Lovecraft or um might be uh, a little bit of uh some of the Mike manola stuff from Hellboy in terms of the designs. Mm. Obviously it predates that but I, I just like uh yeah I just really like the design of the angels that immediately was really intriguing and um the whole premise is intriguing. It flips a whole gory kind of old uh genre on its head, right? The genre of the of the hero who discovers he has special skills he's going to jump into the mech and save the universe and it's like no actually he's a depressed young boy who has to be forced uh into piloting the mecca and uh, it only gets worse from there so <laughs>
1: i have to give it another shot i think yeah
2: i think even if you don't love it and i don't think i loved it as much as a lot of people loved it, it i do think it's really good and impressive and i liked it enough to watch the movie too which is what i just just did recently um End of Evangelion It's like a um, So the show's really short It's only 26 episodes I think um, Half-hour episodes. And they're half hours, so really 22 mm. minutes or whatever. So it's really, really quite short. And um the last two, I guess they were either running out of money or some production problems or whatever. So the last two episodes are very controversial. So then uh, about a year later, 97, I think, they released the movie End of Evangelion, mm. which is kind of like a reboot sort of or an alternate reality of the last two episodes. Um uh. Which so I just went and I rewatched that. So I, do you ignore finished. the
1: last two episodes that?
2: I think that's up in do? the air. <laughs> I think that's oh, okay. up in the air. It's either it's either a view of what you didn't get to see in the normal last two, or it's just a completely alternate reality. Which I think maybe it's more an alternate reality. I'm not sure that the two actually f- are possible to fit together. I think it really is sort of more an ultimate reality of, okay, here's the way things could have gone. Mm. But yeah, I mean, if you're an anime person, um, if you've ever, like, struggled with depression or mental illness or anything like that, check out Evangelion. It's like it's like the Bojack Horseman of Mecca. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing. With- but way better than, the, than that sounds. It's actually really good. Even good. <laughs> Here's the thing with Evangelion,
1: because, like, what I hear is that, like, anime has a penchant to, like, disappear up its own ass, and, like, people say that Evangelion really does that, so, like, that really turns me off of it, you know? Like, you got, like, that Gynax ending where, like, nothing makes sense, and it's, like, super abstract and surreal and, I don't know, yeah, I, very, I, I very Japanese, is that is that what evangelion is like i think uh, this
2: ending is probably the the uh the prototype for that it's, um, it's okay. definitely it's definitely a um it's definitely a weird abstract ending um it caused a lot of backlash um those last two episodes especially um, with the movie or like the, the no no the show the last two oh, episodes okay. of the show um caused a caused a huge backlash and um Do you think it's still worth watching? I don't think it's, like, not understandable. Like, yes, it's abstract. Yes, it can be kind of confusing. But I do think that, like, whether you understand the details of the plot or not almost doesn't matter. It's a little, like, Hannibal in that way. Like, the logic of it doesn't matter so much. Mm. It's, like, the themes and the emotions that you're trying to get across. So I think that comes through loud and clear. I think they hammer you over the head with um, what this is actually supposed to mean and what this is is a metaphor for. And I think on that level it really works.
1: Yeah, because oh, it came to Netflix just a couple months ago. Uh, right, that's right? what made me finally check it out. Yeah, Are the subs good? Because I feel like people are complaining about the quality of the subtitles for the Netflix transfer. I don't know if... Don't they always complain about... Yeah, you know, I <laughs> feel like they <laughs> always <laughs> do.
2: Subtitle so, uh, so I'm not super deep into like the sub world and the anime world, so I yeah, can't yeah, like, yeah. say in detail. But from what I understand, there's some specific controversy over a change which seems to kind of like, quote unquote, like I don't know, some straight wash a couple of characters who, you know, in the original
1: gay subtext, to be or gay.
2: yeah, yeah, like there's definitely a gay, a gay slash bisexual. I don't even know if it's subtext, maybe text. Um, in the in the original translation that changes a bit in the more recent set of subs, mm. but um. I don't think that that means it's not worth watching, I think just I yeah, think yeah, yeah, yeah. that's probably the most significant change from what I understand from people who've seen both versions. If you're worried about that, keep an eye out for it um, okay. and then just be aware that that is a potential pitfall um, okay. or a potential different interpretation you could take if you had the original uh, translation
0: yeah
1: i'll I'll try to get back into it because. When it first came on Netflix, I I tried again, and not out of disinterest or anything, I just kind of fell off of it, I had other stuff going on. But the animation is gorgeous. It's it's just incredible. incredible. And the design Uh, is awesome. Yeah, the design, the art.
2: um, And, like, I will say, I did find the first six, seven, eight episodes, it does take a while to start getting into what it really is, and then once it really starts getting going, you're like, oh, Mm. shit. This is what we're doing, huh? Okay. All right. (laughs) Yeah, so
1: check that out yeah i think
2: that one's worth checking out
1: yeah um i think related to an exploration of depression and loneliness um i actually just saw this movie called she dies tomorrow um directed by amy simetz uh i saw it at a drive-in actually oh in, uh, in brooklyn um and it was very very good i think one of my favorite movies of the year so far so it's about a psychic pandemic so it's very very timely (laughs) Um, (laughs) the synopsis is amy thinks she's going to die tomorrow it's contagious that's the entire synopsis um so like she thinks she's gonna die tomorrow and then like everyone in her circle social circle it's like this viral fear that spreads from person to person and it's really interesting and i really really liked it i don't know if The experience was somehow colored by an actual movie going experience, which I've not had in months, you know, Um, but I actually really, really enjoyed it. You guys, you guys should check it out. It's on VOD uh, this week. So you guys should probably be able to download it or something. It's quite good. It's very surreal and inadvertently timely, I would say.
2: Um, I mean, like the concept sounds awesome. It sounds like. Yeah, it's cool. cool.
1: And like the concept is very simple, but then like it goes into how each person would react differently to that kind of feeling so like some people blow up their relationships other people lash out in violence other people reflect internally and it's it's really really interesting and um i actually really liked it so um an indie indie movie for you so i what i did not know was that for drive ins they play the audio through your radio oh really I had no idea. I thought you just listened through like your windows and the sound quality was always going to be shitty, but they play the audio over like the, the radio band that they give you the frequency and you tune in. Yeah. 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 I had no idea. I mean, I'd never been to a drive-in, so. uh, All right.
3: Well, here's a quick sidebar. So yeah, I actually got to go to a drive-in concert. Interesting. Yeah. Like cars were, they got their own little like 10 by 10 foot space or actually probably like 10 by 20 foot space. And then, you know, you had this space on the side of your car that was all yours that you can sit outside and put out chairs or you can just sit in your car. Mm-hmm. I mean, we decided to kind of sit outside the window and like see the stage and then we could also hear the music through the radio. Oh, interesting. What what band? Andrew McMahon in the, in the wilderness. So he, he's been part of a couple different bands, but um, that's his kind of latest incarnation. Okay, I've been hearing like they're they're they've been doing this stuff in like England and it's just, it's been successful. So he's been kind of one of the first in LA to do it. So what's the uh, capacity? Like how many people? There was anyway? at least fifty cars, sixty cars. Yeah, at least maybe up, up close to one hundred. And I mean, each car could be filled with as many people because you you paid per car. You didn't pay mm-hmm. per right, seat. Right, right, right. So like, if your car was full, it was at least five. I mean, our car only had three. So it depended on the car. So, yeah, you're definitely not getting as many as an actual concert, but it was kind of a cool thing. I mean, everyone stayed in their cars. No one was, like, mingling. No one was, like, there was no mosh pits or anything like that. So, yeah, it was, it was a cool experience. <laughs> yeah, it was, was cool. It was a new normal now, right? I mean. I guess. <laughs> but, yeah, we both had our drive-in experiences during this quarantine. Yeah, yeah, Joe. yeah. Uh, I know another movie that we we share in common, or that we both watch, is uh, Palm Springs, right, Jeff? Palm Springs, yeah, yeah, with yeah. Uh, Andy
1: Samberg, Kristen Milioti. I yeah, I, I liked it. It was fun.
3: Yeah, I really like this movie. I'm uh, I'm a, I'm a sucker for romantic comedies. I love romantic comedies. Um, I'm a, I'm a sucker for time loop movies too. So. That too, <laughs> I yeah. So like they, when you movies. kind of combine that those two genres, I'm like, I'm in, man. This I love like,
1: my time travel shit. Yeah, yeah. this was a good
3: time movie. Time. movie. Yeah, I don't want to I don't want to spoil anything, but there's definitely some twists and turns. I do love that. There's there's someone who's definitely new to the concept, and there's someone who's kind of been quote, there unquote, for a long time, yeah, I've yeah. been there in season. So we're kind of pulled into the the side that I guess is is new to the experience, and we're learning yeah. this world and this universe. And it's really interesting to have kind of be guided along the way. And and I I do like where it kind of ends up. I I thought it was um, kind of a, a clever kind of take on this both these genres. Yeah,
1: I don't think I like advances the genre into like any new no no territory or anything, but it's it's a cute movie. It's fun. Um I I watched it with Ashley and my wife and it was fun. We we really liked it. Yeah it's it's fun. Yeah what else? It's more quarantine stuff. Oh I watched uh Hosts. It's the uh the horror movie that plays out on a zoom screen.
0: <laughs> it's mm. like
1: uh I was like this sounds fucking terrible like the (laughs) last thing i want is to watch a movie through zoom screens i have enough of zoom in my life i don't need to watch a movie that takes place on a zoom call but it was fun it was nice it was like a nice little found footage horror movie it's not like amazing or anything but like they did a lot of clever things with the with the technology that made it very clever I, i i enjoyed it and it was the length of a zoom call so it was a little over an hour um i always like when movies know how to cut it short
3: and, and it was it was point. really only like an hour yeah it was like what? an hour and five minutes wow really yeah
1: so. interesting
2: what was a john show movie a couple years ago that was like all searching. I'm, searching I'm like literally weird.
1: rewatching it right now because <laughs> it's this uh host movie. Yeah, I was going to say, that's
2: what it reminds me of.
1: It reminded me of how good Searching was. So, like, did you guys both watch it?
3: I've watched Searching. No, I I just heard it was good.
1: You have to watch Searching. Probably from you. (laughs) Really, really good. And, like, I think it takes the technology-based movie where everything's, like, on a screen or something, and it, like, elevates it to, like, more than a gimmick. Because, like, what it does is, like, it does things where it has, like, jokes and, like, payoffs and like buildups that only work because of the fact that it takes place only on a screen and i think that's what elevates it above like a gimmick right when Mm -hmm. you have that medium do things that only that medium can do and not just like a traditional narrative right and and it's just great and and one of the best opening sequences of a movie pretty much as heart-wrenching as the opening to up The Pixar movie, Mm,
0: yeah,
1: Yeah, it's it's really good. I mean, that came out I think 2018, but yeah, I'm literally one of my tabs right now is open and it's like (laughs) searching searching. in the the middle of the movie, Um, (laughs) and John Cho's fantastic in that movie too. Yeah, he has to be because his face is like on the screen and it's like blown up and like he's got to be taking up like all that real estate for like the entire runtime, and he's really really good in it. Um if you if you guys haven't seen searching you guys you guys should. It's it's fantastic. Agreed. What else? What else have you guys been watching? Any TV? Anything
3: uh uh well the last movie I guess I would Okay. Yeah, yeah, a, yeah, one more movie. It's kind it's kind of a movie. A <laughs> kind of a movie. I like I'm guessing so many other people have watched. I watched Hamilton on Disney Plus.
0: Mm. Have
3: either have you seen the original stage? Oh, I mean not the original, but a stage
0: version have of
2: No, I haven't either.
3: So I, I have and I, I really enjoyed like this is a totally different experience, right? It's it's not that, right? If you're looking to feel like you're going to see the stage show, that's not what you're going to get, right? There's a different feeling when you're actually in a theater watching a musical. But what I do enjoy about the Disney Plus version of Hamilton is that the director shoots it in a way that makes it more cinematic. There's actual, mm-hmm. like, there's wide shots, there's medium shots, there's close-ups, there's pan-ins, right? How they kind of captured this play or this musical was that it was recorded from two different nights of actual cast recordings. Intercut with each
1: other. Interesting.
3: And they're cut oh. with each other, but also during the day, they would actually do the close ups. So they would oh, actually cap that. they wouldn't like have cameras zooming in while people are trying to watch this musical, so they had to like you know take time during the day to actually do some of the the, the close ups that we see. So I I really do commend them for kind of creating this different experience of Hamilton, which I thoroughly enjoyed and I probably at some point will revisit again because I do love I love the music and I I love the musical itself. So I I do think they were pretty successful in adapting the musical into an actual quote unquote movie. And it actually has me wondering like, man, I, I wonder if they could do this for more musicals because I mean there was no way I would ever have gotten a chance to go see the original cast right because yeah one of the biggest hurdles is, is money right those tickets yeah, those are crazy like expensive tickets. thousands of dollars yeah yeah so I, I think to be able to see the original performers actually do their performances i, I thought was a really special in its own way because like i said I, I when i saw it i saw it in la and i and you know i saw it with the a, a touring you know company versus the actual you know original Crew, so it was really nice to get to see those
2: performances by by the original yeah. cast. Right, you got to see Lynn Manuel Miranda like in the yeah. original role, like Daddy. That and yeah.
3: Philip sue and, and uh, Leslie Young Jr. Like all the performances are just amazing, and I'm so happy that I I got to see that, even though it was still a film. Uh, I'm I'm going to be honest, I have a gigantic
1: aversion to Hamilton. Oh, <laughs>
0: really? Uh,
1: Come on, man.
0: It's
3: it's
1: good. Okay, first of all, okay, first of all, Ashley hates musicals, so Oh, really? She never really watched musicals. Um she what does she What does she like hate about musicals? I don't know. It's just like the try-hard aspect of it and like I understand because I think drama theater geeks are like the worst people in the world. <laughs> um, <laughs> um i'm actually okay with musicals i i enjoy watching musicals i'm not i'm not like crazy about them but i watch them and i can appreciate them but here's the thing with hamilton all of my friends oh everybody obsessed with hamilton Mm -hmm. they went to see it they loved it and like every time we met up someone was like put on the hamilton soundtrack then everyone be singing singing along the okay well that's yeah and i'm like (laughs) Please, no more Hamilton. I just I just can't. So like this is my hang up with Hamilton. It's nothing to do with the quality of the musical. I, I I appreciate it. I'm sure it's excellent. I'm sure it's fantastic. I'm just I can't get over that psychological hurdle. All right. Um, I need
3: everybody to tweet it, Jeff, to what <laughs> I, <need to, laughs>
1: I need to like neuralize myself to forget <laughs> with people singing along and Blasting it, so all right, well, I didn't do that to people. I do remember that there was a debate on Twitter, like is this Disney plus production? Is it a movie? Is it a film,
0: mm-hmm. or is it mm-hmm.
1: yeah, I don't know what do you guys do
3: you, do you think it counts as a film as much as I think they tried uh... like i said they they tried to incorporate like film language when when it comes to like doing close ups doing you know medium shots, wide shots like it it tried to use that medium as as a way to express a different way to see Hamilton. Right. Because, like, I, you know, when I saw it, I sat in the mezzanine, you know, there's no way I'm ever going to see facial expressions. Right. Yeah. And most yeah people yeah. don't. So it really is, it really is nice to like get to see that level of detail in a stage show. So as, as much as I say it's not a movie, it is a movie. You know what I mean? Like, it's it, it's that hybrid, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. It's like a concert film, it's like a good Martin
1: yeah. Scorsese film, like a yeah. Dylan movie or something. That's like a that. good yeah.
2: analogy. Yeah.
3: Right,
1: I, I like think. That. Yeah, mm. yeah,
2: yeah. Because
3: it's not like a set camera all the way in the back where you see the whole stage, and that's you know, and then Hamilton, right? It's not that. Yeah. So uh, it it definitely earns more credit than just saying that. Yeah. Was there any of the movies you watched, Shiff, or did you want to get into some TV? I
1: watched, a, watch? I watched a bunch of movies. I watched Yes, God, Yes, which was pretty good. It's that coming of age teenage drama with a, a Natalia Dyer. She's, uh, mm. she's in Stranger Things. Oh, nice. yeah. And it's about her as a teenage girl. She's like discovering her sexuality, but it's at like a Catholic school retreat. It's very funny. Some great musical cues in that. It's, it's, it's very, very funny. Yeah, a nice little indie movie. I watched it with Ashley a couple nights ago, and, and we really liked it. It's it's funny. Um, do you guys watch Veep? I've seen episodes I've of Veep. I've never gotten I'm not... into
2: Veep. Okay. Not really yeah, the biggest like it. Fan just, I've just never gone in
1: yeah it. Timothy Simons from veep is in there it's It's a good movie i i I enjoyed it, yeah, yeah, what about t v other than Hannibal <laughs>
3: <laughs> I watched the new Hulu series Love Victor, which is I guess a continuation of the love simon mm. universe, i guess I don't know what you want to call That's it good i I liked it, I enjoyed it i mean it's it's fairly predictable, it's fairly pedestrian at times, but I do think that the the main character is very charming. I think the, the supporting cast is also very charming. And yeah, it, it's one of those things where it reminds me a lot of the movie. Like I really enjoyed Love, Simon as a movie. So that's what really drew me to just giving the, the series a shot. And I do like that they take a lot of the elements from the movie and kind of try to extrapolate into a new character without following the same kind of arc. But he, follow, he has the same struggles of like, coming out to his family, coming out to friends. Okay, so it follows like the same kind of narrative. Okay. interesting. But what's interesting about this one is that it comes from the perspective, and I, I don't know if I've seen it too much in TV, but it's a character that at the beginning doesn't know if he's straight, gay, or bi, or both, mm-hmm. you know? So it's kind of interesting that you see this character figure that out as he, as the series goes on. Yeah. Not to give anything away, but yeah, it's it's an interesting kind of take on that story. Uh, So I I definitely recommend it if you're a fan of Love, Simon, or you think you would like a coming-of-age kind of romantic comedy series, I guess.
1: Yeah, you know know what's fucked up, though? Because, like, Disney Plus uh, was originally supposed to air this, right? Um, Mm -hmm. They dropped it to Hulu. You know? Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, I feel like Disney loves to say that they're so progressive and stuff, but when it comes to, like, actual shows and movies that deal with this kind of subject matter they'll always kind of gloss over it or like punt it to another service that's not yeah. their main one. you know uh i know like the they're supposed to be like a new lizzie mcguire series um which was supposed to deal with um hillary duff she's like in her 30s now and there's going to be plot lines about sex and like i don't know homosexuality things like that and they punted that too they like just pulled the plug on the whole thing right oh wow um
3: so I I don't
1: know. Is that
2: related though? Did they pull the plug because of that or
1: I think they said that it was like too adult. But like I a see. lot of okay. adults get Disney Plus, you know? It's not like you need to like broaden your consumer base, you know? And yeah. it's not like it's going to be like sex scenes every 5 seconds and explicit or anything That's not the Disney brand, but like, you know, like it's I don't know. It feels it feels a little disingenuous that they won't put stuff like that on on their their main platform, you know? And, and it feels a lot like the stuff in the Marvel movies, too, with, like, gay characters. Oh, yeah. Very uh, that performative, thing. very perfunctive yeah, Very, very performative. And they're like, oh, Avengers Endgame, the first Marvel MCU movie to have a gay character, and it's fucking uh, one of the Russo, Russo brothers. So brothers. having a little five-minute thing. It's like, oh, I went on a date with a dude, and that's it, or whatever. Yeah. And, like, the whole feminist thing, which I thought was very, very performative you know like that whole end scene in that big battle where all the women come together it just felt very surface level and tacked on like I would have liked to see all the female heroes like work together towards like bringing down Thanos or like bringing the gauntlet somewhere or something you know instead of everyone's like oh all the women come together for a power pose and that's it you know which is kind of what it felt like but I don't know I feel like they're working on it though so who knows I don't want to get too much into into this we're gonna open up a whole other can of worms but (laughs) what also i've been watching um star girl
2: that's right you mentioned that
1: yeah um i think i mentioned this offline with you guys last last week but it's it's very good um I think it's very reminiscent of... So, like, I've fallen off the CW Arrowverse stuff a long time ago. Like, I just haven't kept up. I think it's all dropped in quality. It's not as good as it used to be. Um, this was great. Nice little throwback to Golden Age, Silver Age, JSA-type stuff. Uh, Justice Society of America. Really charismatic lead. Luke Wilson's in it. He's great. Amy Smart. I mean, obviously, it's a CW show. So you've got, like, the high school drama with, like, the superheroes and stuff. But it's it's really good it's it's fun joel McHale's in it for an episode <laughs> i don't know if you, if you guys are into that superhero kind of
3: stuff it's it's quite good yeah i might give it a try i i've been trying to get away from the arrowverse because i was like so into it and then now that arrow's over i was like okay arrow's done i'm not i don't have to watch it anymore now's the time to pull away yeah i'm trying to pull away but then you're now you're convincing me to maybe like get it because i, I totally... didn't yeah removed from like the continuity
1: like I oh would until say- until it gets
3: really good and then they're going to pull it in you know yeah <laughs> yeah exactly Very like, true. Black
1: lightning <laughs> they were supposed to be completely separate too but yeah. then they had the, the crisis event and now they're part of the universe too so
3: but yeah, yeah. like I, I you know i stopped watching supergirl i don't watch batwoman so it's like i'm slowly kind of diminishing how much i'm like into this aeroverse stuff anymore and then yeah. now you're kind of like convincing me like oh maybe i should give stargirl a try <laughs> <laughs> it's good it's fun um yeah
1: it's just it's just like really old school uh superheroes and stuff like if if you're at all into like the comics and stuff there's a lot to chew on like there's like allusions to the seven soldiers of victory shining knight is in
3: it it's cool mm-hmm. it's uh it's cool stuff cool uh, i've been on a, a romantic comic kick i also watched HBO Max series Love Life, the Anna Kendrick series. Oh God, <laughs> have you watched it? No, I have not. Oh, it pretty bad. But it actually isn't. <laughs> yeah, interesting, interesting. I actually really enjoyed it because I'm. I think Anna Kendrick is a very charismatic actress. Actress. So I think she definitely carries it. And if it wasn't for her, it probably wouldn't be as good as it it is. I mean, there are definitely some episodes that are not great they're a little bit duds i mean the the formula of the show is that it follows every episode kind of follows a relationship she has oh i'm thinking of something different i'm
1: thinking of the anna kendrick quibby show
3: no 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 she, oh.
1: she has like a talking sex doll okay all right this is different. No, <laughs> no no no
0: okay, no <laughs> no
3: no i right. don't know what <laughs> that is but i'm interested now uh no <laughs> no this this it follows like the relationship life of Anna Kendrick's character, and each episode kind of follows a, a relationship she has, and like anybody's relationship. Sometimes you get back with somebody, so like a couple episodes later, it'll be like this person episode two, right? Because like she uh, rekindles a okay. relationship. I think the standout character or the standout actress and character is Zoe Chow, who plays mm-hmm. her best friend Sarah Yang, which also gets a her own episode as like. It's really interesting, right? This is a an episode about like love and her love life, but so much of our lives are wrapped up in our friends, and it actually dedicates an episode to her best friend, which is actually the standout episode of the season, which I thought was a really interesting kind of direction that the show went, and I, I commend it for that. Yeah, I mean, if you're a fan of Anna Kendrick, if you're a fan of like romantic comedies, I think I definitely I would I would recommend the series. It's not I like
1: Anna Kendrick in small doses. I feel like she plays the same character in every single thing, that she does.
3: I will uh, say that it's not any different than what she's already okay. probably played. So yeah, you're going to get a lot of that, so not going to be shocked by the No, you're not going to be shocked here. by the, the range that she puts off in this
0: in this series.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. But uh, uh, I I I enjoyed it. I still really enjoyed the series.
1: Yeah. Uh, what else have I been watching? I've been watching the show on. I'm sure none of you guys have the streaming service. It's. Uh, I have the free trial for Peacock, which is the NBC streaming platform.
2: Oh, that's right. Yeah.
1: So there's one thing on it that is very, very good, and I suggest you use the free trial and watch it. Um. So full disclosure, my friend worked on Peacock, so I don't want to talk. Shit about the platform too much. I don't know if she listens to the podcast. <laughs> uh, well,
2: if she doesn't, then fuck her for not listening and let's trash
1: <laughs> I mean, the platform's fine. I think my problem with it is that with the paywall, like you pay to get access to stuff. Like you'll, if you don't pay, you only have access to like two thirds of the content and then you pay to get access to the other third. And like, I feel like that exclusionary type of thing, it kind of turns me off as a consumer, you know? And I think it's still working off some bugs with the ads because, like, uh, with the free trial, there were still ads on my thing when there weren't supposed to be. But it's not a big deal. I'm not too broken up about ads. But I've been watching this show called The Capture. It's very, very good. It's a limited miniseries that they imported from uh, England from the BBC. And it's, like, a police drama slash conspiracy thriller. And it's about, like, deep fake technology and like deep state surveillance and stuff it's really really interesting it's really good so it's about like a a soldier that was accused of killing an unarmed civilian and he comes back and like there's like an investigation and then he's cleared of all charges and then he's arrested again for assaulting and kidnapping his lawyer his barrister but then like it's like a whole investigation about like people uh faking video footage and like um using deep fake technology it's really interesting it's very gripping i watched the whole thing in like 2 days
3: it's only like 6 oh, wow. episodes how many
1: uh, minutes an episode it's like an hour but it's only 6 episodes and like it's over yeah but it's, it's super interesting and and the acting is great ron perlmans in it um uh, hmm. i think it's probably the most worthwhile i think i think peacock has a very deep library but like in terms of originals there's that brave new world show that i've heard isn't too great um i think this is by far the best thing on it it's it's really good
3: if i ever decide to try peacock i'll give that a shot
1: (laughs) (laughs) there's just way too much streaming services out there like it's too much now if you cut the cord like you're paying just as much in streaming services if you get like yeah i don't know like hbo hulu um Netflix, Disney Plus, Amazon Prime, if you want it. It's just, like, crazy. Yeah, there's so much stuff.
3: Uh, What's some of the stuff that you guys are looking forward to? Anything? I guess what I'm looking forward to, because I haven't completely finished it yet, is I started the second season of Umbrella Academy that just dropped on Netflix. I did not like the first season. Really? I really enjoyed the first season. I had a lot of fun with it. I, I wouldn't say it's, like, this groundbreaking like amazing series but i do enjoy i I really enjoyed the the quirkiness of the first season especially with the time travel and i thought it was quirky and i I really liked time travel stuff but i was just kind of bored by
1: it oh really really? because like i read the graphic novels i read the Mm. comics and it just didn't really feel like the comics i feel like i i just didn't get the feeling and you know what else it was It, it came out this exact same time as Doom Patrol, which I thought was much, much better. So like I watched that instead. Uh, oh. Yeah. That's so funny because really I tried cool. to watch Doom
3: Patrol and I couldn't, and you couldn't get into it. it. I couldn't just, get into it. Okay.
1: That's,
2: That's interesting. It very That's really funny. Yeah. The yin and the Yang. Yeah, I know. Yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah.
3: This episode's me me and Jeff being on the opposite spectrums of things. Yeah. <laughs> interesting.
2: I've heard that Doom
3: Patrol's good and I was like, man, maybe I should try to get back into it, but then I'm just like uh, I don't know. Um, it's very Grant Morrison, <laughs> if, mm. if you know. Mm-hmm. Very out there, very weird. If you didn't like the first season, you're definitely not going to like the second, just because I think it's it's more the same, right? I heard the second is better, so I, w- I was thinking about giving it a shot. Uh, I don't know if it's better per se. I just okay. think it's for me. It's this. It's the same. It's like it's like oh, it's nice to get back in here, like the quirky characters and the the funny banter, and I love. I don't know the actor's name, but the, the actor that plays five, right? The kid that teleports mm. and, and is in uh, an old soul and in a young body. Like I love that character. So me, me and my fiance have been watching it. I think we're like halfway through and we'll finish it like in a day or two. Um, another Netflix thing I've been watching is uh is dark. It's that
1: German import. It's very, very good. Um, I know, Amir. You said you might start watching that. This is
2: another point. one that I that I've been wanting to start. We're gonna have to just do some dark episodes because it'll yeah. force me to watch it because I've I've wanted to start dark for a while.
1: What's special about dark is that it's not like any other Netflix series where you can just put it on and like have it kind of play in the background and you still get like the gist of what's going on. First of all, it's like subtitled, so you have to pay attention. Don't watch it with the, with the dub. The dub is awful. The dub is always awful never watch anything with a dub i feel um the original german is just way way better and Mm. you really have to like pay attention because people sell it as like the german stranger things Mm. and i feel like it doesn't really do it justice at all um it's a much darker show no (laughs) no pun intended it's like so many characters you have to keep track of um, you have like their young versions, their middle age versions, their old versions. Um, it's all in a different language, so you really have to keep track. It's it's like a mystery that you kind of have to figure out on your own. It doesn't hold your hand. It's very, very, very good. Uh, it's probably the best Netflix original series I think on the hmm. entire platform, which is
3: high price, wow. I would say. Um, yeah, I was gonna say I I don't know if this is a hot take or I I don't know, but I I don't understand the Stranger Things infatuation that people have i
1: understood it the first season because yes I, the first
3: season was good
1: it was very very good and then i quickly fell off of it i mean i still watch um but i think i think this last season was like all right i don't i think i'm done with this <laughs>
2: so, so the first season's very like derivative right like it's a bunch of illusions and callbacks and you know, just mixed up remixes, even
1: King like, 80s, 80s. Pop culture. yeah, right.
2: like it's all like like that's what it is, and like depending on your tolerance for like shameless rip offs, like you either liked it or or not and I think most people liked it enough, they were able to roll with it, but
1: I think they um, did it very well the first season,
2: yeah, yeah, or I, I like
1: the rip off that it was, right um yeah, a, a remix. I liked it. like I think. Yeah, I think th- in the beginning, it's like a remix, and then it became like a rip-off. <laughs> Maybe that's the way to put it. I don't know.
3: Yeah, I think the thing that uh, bugged me most about Stranger Things is when one, one of my friends was like, when he watched It, mm. and he was like, oh, so they were like trying to do a Stranger Things thing. I'm like, oh God, please. <laughs> <laughs> it It is a property that is so much older than Stranger If anything, yeah. Stranger Things was trying to be like It, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. just... Uh, it bugged me. And I i mean, I liked, I watched the first season. I enjoyed it, but nothing compelled me to keep watching.
1: And you know what? I think they like, they really exhausted the character of 11, Uh, you know, Millie Bobby Brown's character. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's no reason to extend her past like the first season, maybe the second season. And I think, I don't know. They just don't have anything for her to do, even though she has like all the powers and stuff. And like, um, it's just okay. I mean, how many seasons have there been? Four,
3: is it? It's three. And I think the fourth no, season is coming three. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and the fourth is supposed to be coming out soon.
1: Also, I think, like, Stranger Things was, like, the first really all-encompassing hit for Netflix, right? Because kids aren't going to watch shit like House of Cards. And House of
3: Cards. Like that, right? and yeah, Orange yeah. is the New Black. Orange is the New
1: Black, exactly. But, like, I feel like Stranger Things have this, like, broad-based appeal that everyone
3: was into, you know? So one show that I guess is maybe in the dud category, which I don't think it's a dud. I just it didn't like Stranger Things. It didn't compel me to keep watching. But I watched like the first three episodes of Perry Mason, the HBO series. I mean, beautifully shot. Great cast. Great actors or a great acting. It just I just was bored. I I don't know. It it just didn't keep me wanting to come back and like solve this mystery. I, I don't know yeah not not to talk bad about it It's just yeah. i mean i don't have i feel like i would be more
1: into it if I had any connection to like the intellectual property yeah of perry mason he's like this famous lawyer i don't know i just don't have any connection to it so yeah. like i love matthew reese i like him a lot um but
3: yeah it's got a great cast great cast he's Got a great
1: cast John Blithgow's in it. Also warning the first episode is a dead baby in it. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah.
3: Whoa, okay. <laughs> the first like five minutes, right? <laughs> yeah, the first five
1: minutes is a dead baby in it. And like you see more than you would want to without of that. Um, um see, even dead
3: babies can't keep me interested. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean to answer your question, um, your question earlier, I mean, some of the things that I'm looking forward to soon. Um Maybe Tenet if I get to watch it at home. <laughs> <laughs> I am looking forward to the boys. I did like the the first season of the boys, so I'm definitely looking forward to the second yeah, first season, season. Was fun. You you liked it? Yeah, I liked, I liked it. it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was fun. It's like Umbrella Academy to me. It's like it's not amazing, but it's compelling enough to me that I want to keep. Yeah, you want to know what happens? I want to know what happens to these characters.
1: But to talk about Tenet, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm increasingly rubbed the wrong way by. Christopher Nolan's refusal to leave this to like twenty twenty one or something, you know, like just just let it go, man.
0: you're not yeah. gonna
1: get this twenty twenty release that that you want. I don't know his stubbornness is really bothering me with like at first, I was joking I was like, oh, maybe he's gonna cure coronavirus, but now I'm just annoyed with him, <laughs> uh, yeah,
3: I don't know, I don't know, I mean, it's, it's supposed to hit the u s in in September, early September. Um, in limited cities, I don't know. It's it's probably not going to be in my city. Uh, I'll tell someone said, "What if it just sucks?" <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I doubt I'm going to go watch it, and I, I I still don't feel ready for that experience yet all right well uh i guess that will conclude this week's episode jeff where can people find more of your work uh you can find me on my
1: blog at strangeharbors.com and also twitter and instagram also at strange
3: harbors what about you guys what about you amir
2: where can you find me i guess on my letterbox there you go that's a good idea how about you derek
3: you can find me at the wrong day. dig is spelled d-a-y-i-k and that is for instagram and twitter But if you like this podcast, please subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to your podcast, uh, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, any of the other major podcast platforms. Also, what would really help to get our podcast out to more people is to give us a great star rating and review definitely helps to kind of switch up those algorithms and hopefully bring us to the top so we can be heard by many, many more people.
1: Yeah, and if you guys have any questions, comments, suggestions, please feel free to shoot us an email at jeff at We like reading your emails. Uh, sometimes we even read them out on, uh, on the podcast. So yeah, feel free to shoot us a line. So this will conclude this week's episode. Um, just talking a little bit about what we've been watching other than Hannibal. Um, next week, we will be back to our regular programming uh, starting season two of Hannibal. Very excited to talk about it. It's Di- oh, yes. one and yeah. two,
3: right? Episodes one and two. Yeah. Super pumped. Yeah. I'm I'm excited to get into this season. This is definitely this is going to be a fun
0: ride.